Hello, everybody. This is the Business Boot Up Edition of the Dreamers and Doers podcast. I'm Braden, and I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Aria. It's so great to be here, isn't it? Yeah. Hi, Braden. Each week, we'll come to you live from the LoveWorks campus, where you will hear interviews from our youngest and most experienced entrepreneurs who will inspire, educate, and give you an action step to help your leadership and business. Today, we're coming to you live from the Common Grounds Coffee Festival, benefiting the Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity, held at the Cleveland County Fairgrounds right here in Norman. Absolutely. The Business Buddha Podcast partners with Norman Chamber of Commerce, Advocate Seed, Norman, Oklahoma, be a thriving business community, and is powered by First United Bank Norman, who's not like your typical bank. Their purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. So a big thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank to helping see our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dreams. So let's get into the interview. Today we are joined by our first dreamer and doer, Randy Gardner. Randy oversees all aspects of the activities for the Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity, which provides affordable mortgages for families to buy homes and provide guidance for them to be successful homeowners, works with our local community and sponsors to bring more beauty to our cities and assist to those who need it. Randy also oversees the ReStore, which provides DIY classes to the community and generates revenue from donations received from the public. Prior to joining Habitat, he served as Vice President of Finance and Operations for Pivot, a local nonprofit that provides youth programs and services, counseling, educational and vocational, ser- vocational services, prevention, intervention, and diversion services to support overall well-being. An Air Force veteran, Randy served 24 and a half years as a medical maintenance technician, facility manager, environment of care manager, financial services officer, budget officer, and comptroller. After his retirement from active service, he served as subject matter expert and budget consultant for the B-1 Bomber Program at Tinker Air Force Base prior to entering the nonprofit sector. Randy is a certified nonprofit professional and has served as board president for Able Community-Based Services and as an elected member of McFarland UMC Administrative Council. He currently serves on the McFarland UMC Board of Trustees and as an ambassador for the Norman Chamber of Commerce. All right, that is... Quite a bio. I love it. I love it. So, hello, Randy. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I mean, I the turnout here, I I mean, this is beyond my wildest expectation. I had dreams about this event, and the way it's turned out so far, I mean, we're just getting started, and it's already phenomenal. I love it. Like, the first thing I noticed, I watched it, I'm like, ooh, this smells good. Like, I'm, I do, don't mind here being eight hours. I can be here 12 hours with these smells. That's what I heard. I, I haven't been out of the building uh, as much, so... I've adapted to it, but everybody that's coming in tells me how great it smells. I'm like, maybe I need to go take a walk yeah. outside. Yeah, oh, it's a perfect in. mix of hazelnut and everything. It's so great. So getting to the questions, we are the Dreamers and Doers podcast, and we love asking this question. Would you, we love to know, are you more of a natural dreamer or a doer? Probably a little both. I'd probably say more of a dreamer that does stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I, I dreamer. I have big ideas. Uh, my staff would probably tell you I try to take big bites of stuff uh, to uh, big tasks and, and kind of fulfill them. So yeah, probably definitely more dreamer than doer, but uh, yeah. I love the dreamer that does stuff. I love it. I feel like a lot of dreamers, that's one of the like trail passages that are like, oh, I have a lot of dreams, but let's get on it. Let's get on it. Yeah, dreams don't do much if you don't take action, but, it. Exactly. Uh, but, but it starts with a dream, right? So yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of a backstory to that question. What was life like for you growing up? So I was a military brat, so not only did I serve in the Air Force, but my dad served for 32 years in the Air Force, and so uh, my life was going around living in different places, meeting different people. Uh, Grew up initially in Arkansas, lived there for several years, grew up in Alaska, actually graduated high school in Alaska, so two very different places, right? I mean, somewhere sort of the Midwest, South area, and then all the way up in the northernmost state that we have. So uh, uh, loved every bit of it. 
had a, a fantastic uh, mentor in my father and, and my mother. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, I probably had an ideal childhood, I would have to say, with everything that I got to do. So I love that. And so staying your childhood, what was your first dream job? And did it have anything to do with what you do right now? It does not, believe it or not. Uh, uh, most people are, are surprised to find out that um, I used to love to cook, and I, I still do love to cook, uh, and I loved it as a hobby. And then I actually went to culinary school and graduated with a culinary arts degree really? and became a chef. And then what I realized is, like, I loved it as a hobby, not as much as a career. It was long, hard days. I always worked when everybody else was playing. So you think about nights, weekends, holidays, special events. Everybody else is out and having a good time, and I'm sweating away in the kitchen. I was like, yeah. Maybe that's not for me, and it, I, I just kept it as a hobby and quit doing it as a career, so. That's fun. I would never have guessed that. That's really no. cool. I should have had that in the bio right there. Yeah, well, it's like I said, it was a small part of my life, but uh, yeah, we definitely did that, and so. Uh, but then uh, what really happened was having been a military dependent, I lost my benefits, you know, once I aged out and got out of school, and all the health care I got used to and all the benefits of using the base exchange and the commissary and, and just being able to go on to the base, the place I'd grew comfortable with kind of went away and I said okay I don't like this feeling so that's what caused me to go in the Air Force but then I decided if I'm going to do that I'm going to go in there and give me a really great job and so I searched around searched around until I found the right job and then that's 24 and a half years later I was calling it quits because of my kids because I wanted to settle down somewhere but uh, loved every minute of it so I love that yeah. I love so that. your story is really interesting can you tell us about your journey to becoming the CEO and president of the Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity yeah, so uh, interesting story. I, I knew that uh, while serving in the military, I just really enjoyed the fact that I was doing something greater than myself, right? There was that purpose there that uh, you weren't, I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it because of a love of a greater purpose. And uh, while I did step away from the military after 24 years, I did decide that I wanted to keep that feeling. I wanted to keep doing something. I woke up with a purpose every morning. And so I decided I wanted to go in the nonprofit sector. But just moving back to a state and just settling down, I had to have a job. So uh, I got a quick offer to work at Tinker, which is what I did for a little while until that job came along. Uh, but having that background with facilities and maintenance and finance and stuff uh, put me in a great position to, to do something big. And so that's when I got uh, recruited to go work at Hab or, uh, Pivot, a turning point for youth, and worked there as their CFO, COO for a while. And, uh, and that was going really, really well. But then uh, they needed to find a replacement down here. And uh, it was just a perfect match. Uh, somebody I knew said, hey, we're, we're about to change up executive directors. We need somebody to come in here. We think you've got the skill set. You have facility management. Okay, check. You've got operations management. Yes, you've done event planning because you have done some retirement for wing commanders. I've also done some Air Force balls, which are big events. Uh, I'd done some construction. I had the finance background. I just had a, a sort of plethora of experiences that just lend itself really well to doing this, and they just thought I was a natural fit to do this job, and so far, I think it's worked out pretty well. So I love that, and I really love that you're talking about like a serving a greater purpose, and that kind of leads to the next question is that you're not only leading a vital organization to our community, but you also serve on a lot of a lot of boards, and so can you tell us why you get so involved and why it's so important for you to give back? Uh, true, because I, I, I love the community I live in and, and work in and stuff like that. And, and who doesn't want to live someplace that they value and appreciate and, and love? But every society has its problems, right? I mean, we know we have issues here and stuff like that. And I don't want to be one of those people. You know, there's, there's people that, that look at the problem and talk about it, and then there's people that take action and do something about it. And I'm one of those people. I want to take action and do something about it. I want the place that I live, work, and play at to be a better place for all to live, work, and play in. So... 
uh, that's my passion. And again, I, I, I wanted to wake up with a sense of purpose every morning. When I woke, got out of bed, not every day is easy, but I get out of her bed knowing that, hey, I'm going to a job that's going to make a difference uh, for not only me and my family, but for everybody that lives around me. And so that's, that's why I do it. I, I, I just love what I'm doing. I love making a difference. I love that. I love that. That was a really great answer. I think that's really important. So this question's for our viewers. So a lot of our listeners are students who are either just starting their business or have an idea to do something. What do you think is something important to know when starting something new? Uh, kind of the same reason I'm in nonprofit. I, I passion. Uh, you know, too many people go in there and they, they try to find out what can I do to make money, and, and they think about how much money they can be. The money will follow. Uh, find what you love. Uh, as I say, the saying goes, you know, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Um, I think that's true. That can be for entrepreneurs. Uh, most entrepreneurs don't do it because it's easy. They don't do it because they make a lot of money. They do it because they believe in something that they want to produce. They want to produce a product. They want to do something that they believe in. So I, I know you guys have people that deal with dog treats. And I probably guarantee you that they did that because they have a passion for dogs, right? Or somebody who's doing uh, seeds because they, they want to do something because they love the environment and they want to contribute back to that. Those people are doing it because they have a passion. And, and so that's what I would say. Anybody that's doing that, if you want to be successful, follow your passion. Success will follow. That's great. It. I'll keep that in mind. So kind of going back to our first question about dreaming. And we know that you got all these big ideas going. What is a big dream you're working on right now? Uh, growing the organization. Uh, you know, the, the problem we have right now is we have more need than we have capacity or resources to meet that. And so every week I have a staff meeting and every week we talk about what we can do to improve our process. How do we grow? How do we expand? How do we serve more people? How do we get the funding to serve more people? Uh, how do we just take care of those that are in need? And so we, we're constantly, uh, as you will, sort of brainstorming, come up with those ideas. And, and they're lofty ideas. We take big, big swings. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a bunter. I'm a, I'm a swing for the fences type of guy. And so, uh, you know, and yes, some things won't work out, but you know, you swing enough times, and you're going to make contact, and that's what's going to make the difference. So. That's great. So, what is one life lesson you, as someone in middle or high school, would have shared with you? Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, I had, I, you know, I started off not so successful in high school. Um, and what really kind of got me on the path was a discipline through sports. I was a wrestler and a football player, but wrestling really was the thing that did that. Um, I would, the, 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 the lessons I learned from that would probably be the biggest thing. Uh, if you have a tough coach, a, a tough mentor, um, I would say just somebody that's honest with you. I mean, that, that's really what I got out of this was people were honest about your ability, and if you didn't believe them, then he gave you an opportunity to prove them wrong. And so I, I guess that would probably be my biggest thing is, if someone says you can't do something, uh, go out and prove them wrong. That's, that's what I would say. And uh, that's something I learned later on. I probably wish I would have learned earlier on uh, because maybe sometimes I realized or thought that I had limitations on what I could do. Uh, I knew people that probably didn't think I could go to college. Uh, I didn't go to college right out. I mean, I did talk about going to culinary school, but I didn't do that. And there were people telling me, like, well, that's, that's probably pretty good. That's probably the best you'll ever do. And then I went on and got a college degree, and then I went on and got a master's degree, and, uh, and here I am today. Um, the, you know, and I know there's some people looking at me right now going, wow, that's, that's, how did he get to where he's at? They, they didn't have that belief in him. And so that's probably the thing is, is you know, just don't let anybody stop you. So, and so believe in what you're doing. Prove them wrong, right? I love Prove that. them wrong. I yep. love it. 
Alright, so for our last question, I feel like this can be the most influential for some of our students. Is, do you have a tip of any kind that you want to share with our students out there who want to start a business, who want to go out there and do it? Well, uh, going back again to like with the passion and stuff like that, is don't follow the trends. Don't follow what's going on. Don't follow what's hot. Don't, don't follow somebody else's path. Create your own. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that are, are semi-successful or maybe even really successful following other people's patterns. But the people who, who really enjoy life, who really find their, their, their passion and find their success, forge a different path, right? They, they find a new road. They, they, they go a different way. And, um, you know, we, we see that all the time in, in the industry, disruptive services, right? Whoever thought that taxi services would ever be disrupted or hotels would be disrupted? I mean, these are behemoths, right? I mean, whoever thought, you know, we would have competition in that market? And here we got the Ubers and the Lyfts and the... Airbnbs and stuff like that. And those people all started small. And whether you agree or disagree with their processes, the thing is, is they went out and did something and they, they found a new way to do it, a new way to disrupt the market. And they're phenomenally successful. And people probably, the same way, they probably people told them, you can't do that. that, that won't work. And here they are. And they've just placed some of the biggest companies on the face of the earth because they believed in themselves in a, in a different path. So. Yeah, that's a great answer. I think it's going to be really helpful for our listeners. So, Randy, thank you for your time. I know that we and those that listen to this will be better for it. Where can we find more information about you and the opportunities to get involved with the Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity? Sure, yeah, they can go out and visit www.cchfh.org, and that will take you to our webpage. Uh, that will give you all the information. There's ways to sign up to donate. There's ways to sign up to volunteer. There's ways to, to sign up and, and learn more about our information. Uh, if you know somebody that's trying to get involved in our programs through a housing need or emergency home repairs or any of the other countless programs that we do, uh, there's a plethora of information out there. And then our phone numbers are out there. So if what you're looking for is not out there, they can always call one of our, one of our numbers. They're listed on our webpage. And uh, I have a, a plethora of staff that are willing to, to sit down and talk to someone give them all the answers they're looking for. So I love that. Thank you so much. Just for your time and everything. So, Aria, that was a really awesome interview. What was something that really stuck out to you? For me, I think you should work for something that you love. So whenever you wake up, you feel really passionate about what you're doing. Yeah, and I love that. And especially viewers out there, I know this is kind of hard, especially if you're a young entrepreneur, but serve a greater purpose. I love that you were able to mention that, get that kind of ingrained, is that if you're doing this, you're doing it bigger than yourself. At least I would hope you are. And so find something you're passionate about, of course, but do it so it's bigger than you. I love that so much. So next week, we'll be back with two new business owners to hopefully inspire, educate, and give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. Also, you're on our new page. We love you. We thank you for being out here on the Biz Buddha Profile. We want to send out another huge thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, the, Clu the Cleveland Fairgrounds, and Loveworks Leadership for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. Remember, real leaders don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. Do your dream. And we are back with our next guest. What would happen if students created a Silicon Valley-style startup? Well, the answer would be riskful. Riskful began as an experimental learning project three years ago in collaboration with Loveworks Leadership and Trifedia Communications, a tech and ad agency based in Oklahoma City. For months, the students worked hard to design the interactive game and eventually created Riskful, an augmented reality video game spanning across five bands. Ari Ramaditi, one of the co-founders of Wristworld and on the product development team, is 14 years old and a freshman at Norman High School. He's learning Python, plays piano, and viola, and he's taking Taekwondo lessons for almost seven years. Ari wants to graduate from MIT and pursue a career in the field of engineering. So hello, hello, Ari, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm pretty good. It's so great to hear. 
So today we want to learn more about you and your story, Aria. So what drew you to first be a part of the Wristworld team? So I first heard about Wristworld through the Business Boot Up program at Loveworks about three years ago. So at that program, we had five weeks to come up with some business idea. And at the end of that program, we met Mr. Brent from, from Trifecta. And he came up onto the stage and talked about Wristworld. It was an idea to have something to do with students, 10 students, and augmented reality and wristbands. And I didn't know that it would grow to be the company it is today, but that's why I heard about it. I love that. And so today we're really hoping, our youngest entrepreneurs, we're hoping that they can learn more about some of the work that we took to starting a business. We know with the business comes a lot and a lot of challenges, which we've learned to love. But what are some of the challenges that you have faced and stands up and how did the team overcome it? Okay, so this is a challenge that we're currently working through. We haven't overcome it yet. But if you might not, if you don't already know, we've licensed the character Hatsune Miku from Krypton, a company based in Japan. And communicating with them can be pretty hard sometimes. It might take one or two weeks for them to respond. And recently I've created five models for the game, for like the new update. And uh, I have to completely redo them because it was like kind of hard to communicate. And yeah, and it's, it's kind of hard, but I've seen just with the Prog team, just specifically, y'all push through. It's rough, it is difficult, and sometimes very, very time-consuming. Y'all continually to push through, and I love that about y'all. So, so Aria, we already know that running a business is quite a challenge. So, with the Wristworld team that is made up of teens and your guys' really busy school schedule and extracurricular schedule, so what are some advice that you have for students that are wanting to work together on a business venture? Yeah, so planning out your week sometimes helps, but uh, for Wristworld, sometimes we don't get like notified about events or presentations until the day before. So I'd say just be prepared for what you have to do. Be prepared to put in extra work and extra time for whatever your dream is. Awesome. So you, I know you're going to have to be careful about this answer, but what is next on the horizon for Wristworld? Okay, I can't tell you just yet, but there's something very, very big coming to Wristworld, and I'm on the product team, so I've seen quite a lot of it. I'm working on it, but I can't tell you what it is. I'm really excited for it, Can though. you tell us at least where this uh, maybe announcement would be taking place? On our social media. On social media. All right, you heard it here. All now, right. for our last question, to wrap this up, what advice would you give to a young entrepreneur? So at Ritual, we've met so many people that were so helpful to us, and we wouldn't be the company that we are right now without that help. So if you have an idea, go out there and ask someone what to do with it. Go out there and try and start your business. I love it. Thank you so much, Ariel. Thank you for coming on this podcast, also helping me host this podcast at times. You're awesome. Where can we find more about Wristworld? On our social media at team underscore wristworld and our website www.wrist.world. And if you're local, you can find us in over 100 stores across on queue in Loves County stores in Oklahoma. It's awesome. Country stores. Um, so that was a pretty awesome interview. What was something that really stuck out to you? Well, I mean, I love how he was talking about that, you know, he is asked questions, asked for help, and, um, you know, just being a team. I love that. What about you? Something he really... I, I, didn't specifically like hit on, but something I've seen just through the plot team's character, and you did kind of hit on this, was just pushing through, even if it's difficult, even if you have to redo those models, even if it's having to do with anything with the business, pushing through that and just 
understanding this is why you're doing it and this is because I'm trying to make this as best as I can. I love that about you. I know you're very particular how you do things and so I love it. Um, so next week we'll be back with two new business owners that hopefully inspire, educate you and give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. And remember to check us out anywhere you can, especially if you're listening to audio, check out where we're on on YouTube. It's awesome. You get to see our faces. It's pretty cool. Especially right now we're at the Cleveland County Fairgrounds. We're at, at the grounds, the ground coffee, uh, coffee festival, which is so cool. And so we just want to give that huge thank you to everybody out there, especially Norman, Cleveland County Fairgrounds and Lovebooks Leadership, just for believing in us along with First United Bank. And remember, real leaders, they stand out. They don't blend in. Remember, dream big. And to your dreams. I love y'all. Bye. Bye.